Does anyone have any interesting anecdotes they want to share for our cold open? Uh, I did. <clears throat> the, uh, there was the one I brought up in the chat. Uh, which one was that? Uh, I was, well, based on the last episode that went up, I was going to talk about when I worked in a haunted house. <laughs> Ooh, I would love to hear about the time you worked in a haunted house. Way more interesting than anything I've got right now. Aww. Surely you've got some sort of secret government project or nefarious, um... All I've, all or... I've got is that I convinced my brother Adam to try to write an article about comically bad, popular creepy pastas for Halloween. Oh, fun. But I think most people hate Cracked.com now. No. <laughs> does your does your brother write for Cracked? Yep. Nice. Uh, he's, he's been published by them 16 times, and they still don't know who he is. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's lame. Well, we uh, before we launch into this story real quick, I, I'm pretty sure everybody, hopefully, who listens to the show knows who you two gentlemen are. I just want to make one last point about Cracked. Yes. He's sold another 10 articles to them, uh, something like that. Oh. And they just haven't gotten around to publishing them. Oh, so he's got a whole backlog wow. then, huh? <laughs> yes. And I think they've... It, the way it seems like they've forgotten that they sold them all to him. <laughs> I mean, that he sold them to them. So these are all articles he's already written for them? Yes, turned uh, in, gotten payment, everything. Oh, good for him. Um, so, where were we? So they might buy his creepypasta thing, but they probably won't publish it. Well, it would be cool if they did. Because I think that would be still be a funny article, regardless. Yeah. It makes me wonder what he would put on the list. Well, I recommended Happy Happy to him, but he he said this is so long and so bizarre that he can't really pull specific quotes from it. There's no need to torture the poor man. We don't have to subject him to that by himself. <laughs> I mean, we need to. Uh, we really need to uh, get someone to cut like. Out of the six or something hours of Happy Happy we recorded, someone to cut like a best of. <laughs> if someone wants to do a best of compilation, you are more than welcome to. The best moments I, in Happy Happy. I bought another house that was fireproof. <laughs> <laughs> this time. So, um, welcome to Undercooked Analysis, everybody. I'm David King. I'm always here. You'll never be rid of me. Uh, with me is one of my myriad many co-hosts, Alan Cheney. Hello, everybody. And returning to for his second outing with us is Dustin Kosky of Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. You could tell I'm not a reader for Chilling Tales. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't fault them if you did, though. I would. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, Alan, uh, you worked in a haunted house. I did. Uh, and how, how I got to work at a haunted house uh, was I was working at the Renaissance Fair in, like, late August uh, a few years back. And someone just came up to me and said, hey, do you want to work at a haunted house? And I'm like, when would I start? And they were like, today. Huh. <laughs> uh, and I was like, uh, all right. Uh, I, maybe. And then they were like, $15 an hour. And I was like, fuck, all right. <laughs> you um, did not need any more convincing than that. You were just ready to go. Yeah, they wanted me to come work six-hour nights for $15 an hour. 
so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, okay, uh, it's the first year of this haunted house. Uh, it's run by uh, farmers uh, at an actual farmhouse. Oh. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. So uh, I show up, and they ask for my name, um, and they, they put me in the farmhouse, and I'm going to be the first scare. Ooh. So what they do is they put me in a cowboy hat. I already had jeans on, and I w- had worn my uh, trademark sleeveless flannel, a la <laughs> Mick Foley. So I just took off my shirt and just wore the sleeveless flannel, and they covered me in blood. Um, and it was my job when people came in to, uh, ring on a cowbell super loud and go, it's supper time. Come on. It's supper time. Get in here. It's supper time. <laughs> um, so, so I, I take it our, our farmhouse had a hellbilly theme. Yes. Okay. Um, so the drumstick they gave me to pound on the cowbell with, uh, must have been, I'd say, 50 years old. <laughs> so I'm pounding away on this cowbell every time people come in. And my friend Demarcus came in and said, that, there's a problem with uh, your haunted house. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, well, uh, he said, as a black man, uh, the first scare is too scary. Scary, because there's nothing scarier than a shirtless white guy screaming at me in a southern accent. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh. (laughs) So, what happened one night, uh, I had been there a couple weeks, collected some some really nice checks for me, from them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I come in there one night, and uh, I'm banging and saying, yeah, it's supper time, it's supper time. And the drumstick breaks. And slices open my hand. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. <laughs> and I have a lot of difficulty finding medical attention because the first few people I go to inside the haunted house don't believe I'm not part of the show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up your bloody hand and say, dig in. <laughs> oh. I'm reminded so, of I'm reminded of that that episode from the Boondocks where Gangstalicious is like I got shot and then like <laughs> they come up no, with stage. Oh damn it! I actually got shot. I'm singing help. I need help. It was 45 minutes before anyone called an ambulance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I'm, that sucks though. <laughs> it does make a good story though. How? Did they, like, knock out walls or something? Because I imagine with the haunted house, you kind of need to make it, like, a, a tunnel or a maze layout. It was, it was a tunnel, but there were, like, little shadowy parts where you could, like, go through to the next part of the thing. Okay. That were kind of out of the way. But was it, was, it, was it actually built inside an actual farmhouse? Yeah, it was in a barn. Oh, it's in a barn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Barns are scary, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are there any barns in the story we're reading today? Why, well, no, there are no barns in... Glad I, could, sto- glad I could tailor my story to the... Uh, <laughs> I the want... story, I'd, I put your story about on par with the no-end house from the previous episode. <laughs> it, I mean, it you've turned... got 
you've got real blood in there, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. After Alan cut his hand open and sought medical attention, he wandered through a door marked one. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's, there's, instant, uh, there's instant stakes there. Because I'm bleeding to death. <laughs> that's true. Now, you did, I assume you did, I assume you survived, right? Uh, no, no, actually. Oh. Uh, I am, I am, I am dead. I am a now, ghost. No, don't, no, don't life shame him, King. I'm, I'm not trying to. <laughs> Look, if anything, I'm, I'm sensitive to people who are post-mortem, you know? That's the whole point of this show, is to shed light on the plight of the post-mortem uh, neighbors we have. You know, Necropolitans. Oh, uh, I did want to say one thing about No End House. Yes. While we're on the topic. Okay. Um, you guys had said uh, that he fell for it again at the end. I don't think he did. No? I think the reason he was laughing all the way back to his home is because he knew exactly what was going to happen. I've kind of, uh, in hindsight, um, thought about that a bit. And I've been told by several people there are sequels to No End House, and I have no desire to read them whatsoever. Yeah, No, no End House was okay, but uh, I, I don't, yeah. I can't think of a single good creepypasta sequel. The man with the can- <laughs> what was that, huh? I can't think of a single good sequel to a creepypasta. Like, um, none of the Candle Cove sequels are any good, in my opinion. Well, the Candle Cove sequels defeat the whole purpose of Candle Cove. They don't realize what Candle Cove was and what it was going for. Candle Cove has, like, the perfect open-ended ending. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Now, um... Which they're going to ruin with a sci-fi show. Yeah. Oh, man. Channel Zero, if you haven't heard and of it. And No End House, come to think of it. No End House is getting the sci-fi treatment after... Well, I think they'll probably improve No End House. You think... I? You know, I feel like there's the possibility they could. I'm not so sure about Candle Cove, though. No. So, um, I guess the point I was uh, going to make earlier, however, uh, was that... Um, I mean, there there are some that, there are some that exist. I mean, um, there's... I mean, um, uh, Room Zero, which is okay. technically a sequel, sequel to Abandoned by Disney. All right, I guess. And uh, that's... We haven't read Dumb Angel yet, so we don't know. Yeah, we don't know about Dumb Angel. <laughs> happy, happy, too. God damn it. Okay, so what are what are we reading tonight? Dustin, actually, I should preface this by saying Dustin came to me not long ago and said, I have something I want to share with you, and he... Links me to this story. I didn't read it. I just saw that it was ca- titled The Strangest Security Tape I've Ever Seen. And it's another well, I... no-sleep story. Well, initially I was going to beg you guys to do one of my stories, but it's about camping. And I figured after Huntsville camping trip, that would be the last thing you'd want to read. <laughs> we need a comfortable gap. Gap. Uh, gap. A comfortable camp. We need a comfortable <laughs> gap between our campouts. You know, we only have so many marshmallows at once to roast. And so many, you know, bloody faces that can smile at you from windows. And frankly, I'm eating one of those bags of marshmallows by myself, so... And you guys... (laughs) And you you guys... Oh, Oh, no, go ahead. And you guys seemed so desperate for a decent story that I thought this one would fit the bill. Oh, man, we might be breaking my streak then. Could this could this be the story that breaks the streak? We'll find out in just uh, the closest episode. thing, and that's I, I don't count the live stream because I mean the best thing we read was the Disney script for uh, 
the Haunted Mansion. The one you read in a Vincent Price voice. Yes. That was pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't count. But this, uh, let's see, this was submitted four years ago by Deleted. Bill uh, Zone. Spooky! Oh. <laughs> and it has 2,460 uh, upvotes. All right. All right. So, um, and I'm, and you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. I, I, I trust, uh, and, and Dustin, don't worry. We'll get to your stuff in due course. Yay. <laughs> you thought you've seen typos before. <clears throat> <laughs> as long as you're not getting started. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, tell you what. Uh-oh. What? Why don't, why don't I start? And then Alan, and then Dustin. All right. Okay. All right. I work at a gas station in rural Pennsylvania. It's a boring job, but it's pretty easy, and it pays all right. A few weeks ago, this new guy started. I'll call him Jeremy. Jeremy is weird. He's about 25 or 26, and he hardly speaks. But he's got the creepiest laugh I've ever heard. My boss and I have both noticed this, but it's never been a problem, so there's not much we can do about it. Customers have never complained about him, and he's always done his job fairly well. Up until a few weeks ago, anyway. That's when things started going missing. Employee theft can be a problem at any business that sells consumer goods, and there's only one person working at a time at this gas station. It's a pretty small place. About two weeks ago, my boss started noticing that, there were sh that we were short on motor oil. At first, it was a few containers at a time, then entire shelves and boxes from the back room. Pretty soon, entire shipments would be gone the day after we got them, and it would always be right after Jeremy's shifts. My boss has checked the security camera tapes from every single night he worked, but he could never catch him in the act. Jeremy would lock up at closing, and then the motor oil would be gone the next day. My boss usually takes the tapes home with him to try and catch Jeremy stealing. But his daughter had a softball game last night, so he asked me to watch the tape for him. He offered to pay me overtime, under the table, so obviously I took that offer. There are three cameras, so he gave me three different tapes to check. I figured it would be a long night, and I'm trying to save up for vacation, so I really needed the money. I took the tapes home, popped them in the old VCR, and sat back. Hmm. Two days ago, the last time he worked... Jeremy started at 4 p.m. Everything seemed pretty normal at first. He counted up his drawer, switched off with the girl who was working before him, and waited for a customer. The first person who came in was Mrs. Templeton. The timestamp on the video read 4, uh, 4.03. A regular. She picked up her cigarettes and a newspaper and paid with a 20. Nothing unusual there. The next customer was some local guy named Ron. He drives a motorcycle, usually comes in every few days. He filled up his tank, got a bag of beef jerky, paid with his credit card, and then left. Next was some guy with a cowboy hat. I'd never seen him before, but we get plenty of strangers passing through, just like at any gas station. He got $40 worth of diesel fuel. One second. Sorry, something popped up in my, in my way. Um, paid with a $100 bill and went on his way. I sat back inside. The only thing more boring than doing this job is watching someone else do it. <laughs> no, that's so true, because at my current job, we had, like, uh, an employee review thing. So my job for, like, a straight week at work just was just to have a notepad 
and follow on around a new guy and write down everything he did wrong. <laughs> and like the first day I was like, oh, hey, I don't have to do my work. I just have to like relax and follow this dude around, keep my headphones on. By like day three of it, I was like, fucking kill me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the true horror. <laughs> no rest. None. <laughs> my boss. Oh, I got it. Uh, my boss's offer was enough to keep me watching, though, so I left the tape on. Everything seemed pretty normal. I had a feeling that if Jeremy was stealing motor oil, he knew we were suspicious of him by now. I didn't expect him to be dumb enough to let us catch him on camera. Things stayed boring and routine until about 5 o'clock. At 5.03, Miss Templeton came back. She must have forgotten something. But she didn't. She bought the same pack of cigarettes as before and the same newspaper. She paid with another 20. And that's odd, I thought. But then again, she's a little absent-minded. I thought Jeremy... Should have told her that she already got her smokes. But it's not against the rules to sell somebody the same thing twice. That's when Ron came in again. He bought another tank of gas for his motorcycle again. I later checked the outdoor camera because I thought he might... Maybe he had another car he wanted to fuel up. And the same pack of beef jerky. He paid with his credit card again. Hmm. Eh, No big deal. I figured this was just a weird coincidence. Mrs. Templeton is forgetful, and Ron probably owns more than one Harley. That's when the guy in the cowboy hat came back in. I felt a chill run down my spine. Don't get diesel. Don't get diesel. I found myself whispering to my empty living room. But he did. He got $40 worth of diesel fuel and paid with another $100 bill. Every move he made was identical to his first visit, right down to the way he scratched his nose before he walked out. Either this guy is rich, owns a lot of trucks, and just moved into town, or something really bizarre was happening. I kept watching. Every customer for the next hour was the same as before. Every single one. I was seriously freaked out, and then at 6.03, Mrs. Templeton walked back in. She bought her cigarettes and newspaper again and paid with a 20 again. I thought I was going to lose it. I only watched another half hour before I started fast-forwarding through the rest. It was all the same. Every customer would come in at the exact same times. Exactly one hour apart. Now I know what you're thinking. That sneaky motherfucker Jeremy had messed with the tapes. He'd run a loop of his first hour of business over and over. That wasn't the case. There are windows around the cash register area that the camera covers... And I watched the sunlight fade as time ran out. Jeremy's routine didn't loop over. He swept, mopped, restocked, and did all his duties exactly as you would expect. But the same customers kept coming in. Hmm. Let's pause for a moment. Intriguing. I actually kind of like this. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to stop and point that out for a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no racism. It's got that going for it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm already digging like just knowing what we read so frequently. This is like right now I don't want to get my hopes up, but right now this is kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Oh. You said that during Huntsville camping trip too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping so I'm hoping I don't have to eat my words again. Who knows? There were a lot 
the worst part was there were a lot of camping park spots outside of our bus <laughs> gas station. I started to head towards the camping park spot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard started, this... I got in my car and started it, and then I started to look out the st- start, start it. <laughs> Started, 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 started. Let's get it started and ha! Let's get it started. <laughs> um, I was panicking at this point. Something was seriously wrong with what I was seeing, and I had no explanation for it. I skipped ahead to when he locked up and walked out to his car. He hadn't stolen anything, but I kept watching just to make sure. I fast-forwarded one last time to about midnight. At exactly 12.03, out of nowhere... Jeremy's face pops up on camera. I don't mean he moved his head into view. I mean that one second the store was empty, the next second his face was all I could see. He wasn't looking at the camera, he was looking at me, I was sure of it. I screamed and fumbled for the remote. By the time I grabbed it, he was gone. Just as soon as he had left. One frame he was there, the next he wasn't. My hands were shaking like crazy, but I popped in another tape. The other indoor camera shows the back area by the cash register, and I would be able to see how he got up to put his face in the camera like that. I skipped ahead to 12.03, but there was nothing. I would have been able to see him standing on a chair or something on this tape, but he wasn't there. I didn't see him enter the store at all after he left. It's like he wasn't really there. He doesn't know the security code, and no alarms were triggered that night after he locked up. What I did see, however, was that at 12.03... The motor oil vanished off the shelf. All of it. Same as Jeremy's face. One second it was there, the next it wasn't. I turned that tape off and went to bed, but I didn't get a wink of sleep. My body's exhausted right now, but my mind is racing. That tape was undoubtedly the creepiest, most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god, this is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life! Yeah, he is a... There's a few applied attributes going on here, but I could yeah. see not sleeping at that. No, I would too. That would be pretty unnerving. Gives you a lot to think about, you know? Yeah, his body is exhausted right now. His mind is racing. Uh, his palms are sweaty. Oh my god, I knew you were going to go heavy. there. He's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> god damn it, Alan. I told you guys about this in the chat. I feel we have to tell our fans that my this new thing my brain keeps doing is anytime there's descriptions like this about like oh how exhausted or uh, sweaty a character is my mind the instantly is shaking palms are sweaty <laughs> my mind instantly jumps to the lyrics to lose yourself by Eminem Eminem has ruined everything <laughs> oh man I've is it's a, is this a good or bad thing though how would you well it, it fits with the theme of the show. Because we get some spaghetti in there. <laughs> so Lose Yourself is the new theme of Undercooked Analysis. Yes. Do you think I should open this episode with the opening strains of uh, of Lose Yourself? <laughs> I don't know, but I was talking to someone. Uh, uh, I made a post on the YouTube channel about what the, what the opening theme we have reminds me of. What's that? Uh, it sounds like a spooky version to either the opening of the song Lowrider... Oh, or, uh, so just with uh, triangle I, instead of cowbell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I had something else, but it's not coming that's to me all? right now. 
Yep. Um, where were we? I work in a few hours. Oh, uh, I work in a few hours. My boss asked me to bring the tapes back in and let him know what I, let him know what I found. But really, what in the hell am I going to say? Jeremy works the night shift tonight, directly after me. And the plan is for my boss to come in just before I leave and confront him with me, as I'm supposed to be the one who caught him stealing. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I suppose I'll have to show my boss the tapes, but I don't want to watch them with him. I never want to see something like that again. I can't get that image of Jeremy just smiling directly into the camera out of my mind. It was the creepiest look I've ever seen on another human being's face. Okay. Like, it, it's unsettling, sure, but... Can't you just be like, no, 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 boss, boss, here, look, this is weird. Isn't this weird? Look at this, boss, it's weird. Yeah, this, this is definitely a... You, you see this too, right? He's a kiss ass. He doesn't want... He's worried about in any way creeping his boss out or something like that. Now, boss, I know you don't like Trump scares, so I'm going to warn you. At 12.03, mm. Jeremy's going to try that. And he's going to pull a Freddy Fazbear. And... Now, is he, is he going to be looking at the camera or is he going to be looking at me? Oh. Wait a minute. You just said Freddy Fazbear, and it instantly brought to mind that this is Five Nights at Freddy's so far. Oh, looking through the security cameras? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this came first, I think. Which came... Oh, it did come first, because this was four years ago, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, th there you go. It's it feels like... It's weird, because it? it feels like Five Nights at Freddy's has been around forever, but, I mean... It's so literally only been around for, what, a year? Two years? A little, two, maybe two a little years. less? It's gotta be two years. It's gotta at least be two years. I mean, it's crazy just how much it exploded. That's internet time for you, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, as if Five Nights at Freddy's wasn't already bad enough. Now we know it's ripping this off. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that would happen is... If the tapes don't, the tapes don't have sound, so it's just kind of like, whoa, Jeremy, what the hell? Could you imagine the tapes had no sound, and suddenly Jeremy's face is there, and you heard, <laughs> <laughs> Annoying noises by David? That would be pretty terrifying. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I just remembered, uh, quick aside, the, the other song is YYZ by Rush. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, everybody, if you think that we should do... <laughs> No, we're not doing that. We're not doing an undercooked analysis version of Lowrider or YYZ. <laughs> Spooky oh. Lowrider. <laughs> One quick. Lowrider. All my friends are Lowrider. <laughs> put it with the Munsters theme in the background. There you go. <laughs> Instead of, uh, instead of uh, you know, dun, 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 it goes. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. anyway, I'm going to try again to get some last minute sleep before I have to go and deal with this. I'll let you guys know what happens. Or is... That's your cue, Alan. It's me. Updating from my phone. Apologize in advance for hours. Our, hmm. Hey, it's Mr. Illiterate. How's it going, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine, Alan. How are you? Oh, uh, you know, man. Station, I see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man. Just, you know, reading some stuff. 
Oh, I anyway, see. Yeah. I wouldn't know what that is. I'm too busy flying to gas stations all the time and just breathing those fumes in. Yep, just breathing them in. Still Doesn't drinking motor oil? Oh, yes, every day. All I right. wouldn't be surprised if I went to a gas station and found the clerk was reading a creepy pasta on the clock into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what um like certain that's what narr- that's what narrators do just during their day jobs. Like when their boss isn't looking, they just have to run through a creepy pasta really fast. And that's why they you never you get all the you keep all the flubs and the no retakes. It's just one straight read through because they're they have their only their lunch break to record. Attention. Pump number four. All right, Jeff the Killer was a whore. <laughs> Someone comes in. Like in Oregon, you know, they, they still have to um, have an attendant pump your gas. So I just imagine someone coming up who's an aspiring narrator. And they, you know, they come up like, you know, let me know how much you want filled up. They start feeling like, so, you ever hear the story of the Smile Dog? <laughs> let me tell you about Homestuck. Up my gas. <laughs> So we're going to listen. You're going to have a real horror story right now. Henry 1399, who was found? Took a photo of Spread the word. Have a nice day. <laughs> okay. Happy out. Happy out. <laughs> Update 2.49 p.m. Updating from my phone. Apologies in advance for errors. My boss just finished watching the last of the tapes. I told him what to expect, but you really can't prepare some someone for something like that. He's scared shitless. I still am, too. And Jeremy is due to come in at four. Okay, so we have confirmation now that he showed it to his boss, and his boss saw the same thing? That's good. That's, that's reassuring. Yeah. I was expecting the fake out. Nope, that's good. We've got a little over an hour to get our shit together, but neither one of us knows what to say to him. Is he just a fucked up guy who likes to steal motor oil and scare the shit out of people? <laughs> or is he something else? I don't know if this is crazy, but does anyone think he could have anything to do with the time loop? I mean, that was my guess. Mm-hmm. I... Jeremy! You're at the epicenter of a time loop. we got to call Doc Brown. If you um... don't stop that time loop, I'll have to pay for overtime. It's your kids, Jeremy. we got to do something about your kids. <laughs> my boss said he never noticed anything like that in the other tapes but the way he popped up in this one made me think he knew I would be watching it's like he wanted me to see what he could do like he was showing off or something the way he smiled into the camera was like a little kid showing you a sandcastle they just built or something you know what's weird can I just pause real quick I cannot help but I don't know why my brain settled this but I cannot help but think of that part where the face pops up and it's 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 Dustin from Stranger Things, and he just does this Dustin smile into the camera, and it's uh, and it's like endearing. It's I terrifying. just started on Stranger Things. Good, good. You're in for a treat, Alan. You are yeah, in for. I, so a, I've heard. You're in for a fucking treat from everybody. Good. I was well, really good on Stranger Things, wasn't I? Yes, you were. <laughs> I haven't got to your part yet. No spoilers. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, I am glad though that your your baby teeth have grown in since the '80s, though. <laughs> also, that time you and uh, you were on uh, in Les Miserables, well, that was really good too. <laughs> I don't know. I probably sound crazy. I yeah. sure feel the part. I'm gonna talk to my boss some more. Wow, emphasis. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk to my boss some more. We have to calm ourselves down and figure out how to handle this. I'll update again tonight, but I have a really bad feeling about how this is going to play out. Update, 4.30, p.m. No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Update, 5.33 p.m. No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Update, 6.33 p.m. No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Update. Oh, no, that's you, Dustin. Sorry. Update, 7.33 p.m. Way to break the flow, dude. (laughs) (laughs) No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Update, 8.33 p.m. No sign of Jeremy. Tried calling him, but his phone has been disconnected. We're calling the police. Also... No one gives a shit about Bigfoot. (laughs) Update. 10.58 p.m. Holy shit. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. I just got home and saw my previous updates. Things make less sense now than ever. Here's what I can tell you. I went to work. Jeremy never showed up. My boss and I decided to call the police, as you're well aware. (laughs) When I picked up the phone to call, though, the sun went out. I shit you not, that's what I thought happened. Apparently, I blacked out for exactly five hours because when I looked at the clock, it was 9.33. I think I got stuck in Jerry's <laughs> <laughs> This is just, uh, we've jumped to conclusions pretty hard here. That's a, um, that's a, um, that's a great out-of-context uh, line you could just drop somewhere. I think I got stuck in Jeremy's time loop. I think I got stuck in Jeremy's time loop. And then I snapped out of it at the exact point I blacked out, if that makes sense. I mean, not really. <laughs> but that's when things got, that's when things got really re- weird. My boss was right next to me when I blacked out, ready to corroborate my story to the cops. When I came to, the phone was in my hand, but it was dead, not even a dial tone. My boss was right there, but he wasn't moving. He was standing up, but frozen. I looked at the clock again, and it wasn't moving. The second hand was stuck on the 12. It was exactly 9.33 exactly. The clock on the register computer screen wasn't moving either. My phone was frozen. There was even a customer at the register waiting for my boss to get him cigarettes. I'm betting that would have been his fifth pack of the day. <laughs> Way to make assumptions about random people coming in. Yeah. I, I got the fuck out of there. Didn't lock up, didn't turn the lights out, and sorry guys, I didn't grab the security tapes to upload on the internet. Bogus! Believe me. That was the last thing on my mind. The gas station is on a major highway, and cars were parking parked all along it. Except they weren't parked. They were frozen. The people inside were sitting still as wax statues. I got in my car and prayed that it would start. Thankfully, it did. How? How does your car start if everything else is frozen? Is it, it's, an you... it's an import. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <Everybody> else is... <laughs> Dude, Mitsubishi, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. If there's one thing all of us should know now that we've we've read all of this creepy pasta, yes, 
if we're ever ever put in a situation like this, <clears throat> we're all going to be aware enough that the first thing we think is like, okay, we're going to grab the nearest proof that I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and hell, if time's frozen, could you ima- dude, do you imagine how much you could do with, uh, around you if time was frozen? Yeah. Dude, you could just like, I don't know, you pull hilarious pranks on people. You could walk into an amusement park. You could, uh, without we- paying, you could, um, I don't know, walk around, walk down the street and just randomly, like, I, you know, again, I'm go- making another Rick and Morty reference, but remember when they froze time and they just spent a bunch of that time, like, just pu- pulling random people's pants down on the street? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know. Clearly, we should not be allowed such power. No, <laughs> but we should be allowed to grab, you know, um, the tapes so we can prove we're not crazy right. when all this happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, is this me or? Well, I um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is you. Okay. Uh, where are we? Is it we keep about halfway home? Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you. About halfway home, time started up again. The static from the radio turned into music, like it's supposed to be. And from what I could tell by listening to the host talk in between songs. No one noticed the time freeze, or whatever it was. I was the only one. Well, I'm sure Jeremy noticed as well. I still have no clue where he is or what he's doing. I'm hiding in my room and calling the police again in the morning. I don't know if I ever got through to them before, or if I did, whether they took me seriously. I'm scared for my life at this point. I'll update tomorrow if I can. Hmm, okay. Final update, 10.33 a.m. I finally fell asleep last night at around 4. I have no idea how I did it. I guess exhaustion finally got the best of me. This morning I woke up to my phone ringing. It was my boss. He'd been calling me since about 6. He woke up when time turned back on last night and immediately called the cops. They came by to see what was wrong and he told them everything. The police around here are all small-time guys, and they were more concerned with the missing motor oil than anything. But my boss figured he would take it as long as he got their attention. They decided to look for Jeremy. We keep all our employees' applications on file, and since Jeremy just started working here, he was easy to find. They checked the address on on it and headed over to his house. You're not going to believe what they found. Oh, really? Try me. Oh, really? BuzzFeed writer? (laughs) one of my employees trapped trapped me in a time loop you're not gonna believe what they found at his house all that old story (laughs) (laughs) it's the return of the accents yay (laughs) oi the address jeremy listed on his application was an empty lot (laughs) or at least now it is there used to be a house there, but it burned down in 1993. Being a small town, almost everybody remembers that fire. A family of four used to live there way back when. Now, rumor has it that they had an estranged son who they never really talked about, but I can't say for, for sure if that's true. What I can say is true is that after an insurance investigation, the fire was ruled in arson. The entire house was soaked in oil and torched with a Molotov cocktail. The entire family was sleeping when it happened. None of them survived. That sounds... Your Irish accent is so much better than mine. <laughs> uh, I, w- I played an Irishman at the Renaissance Fair, so... Nice. Was, uh, I was actually pretty good. 
Um, okay, so I mean, let me let me try and wrap my head around what just happened, specifically on the Irish accent. Um, so the house burned down. <laughs> I just realized something that's that's funnier about that in an Irish. What's it? Oh, the fire, the fire was ruled in arson. <laughs> <laughs> the fire. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Nothing worse than an arson. <laughs> yeah, they they found out that the house was soaked in oil and torched with a Molotov cocktail intentionally. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think uh, you you get the, ba- the the tiny paragraph next, Dustin. They never caught Fred, the guy. Oh, I'm sorry. For everyone listening, the joke was that in an Irish accent, the word arson sounds, sounds like, like arse. getting for getting. I don't know. No, Cut. I got it. <laughs> I, I prefer the joke of it was rolled in arson that somebody soaked a house in oil. And... <laughs> As opposed to all those times people accidentally soaked their houses in oil and show, throw a Molotov cocktail at it. You know, this wouldn't. If they had just bought a fireproof house, this wouldn't have been. No, no, that's what happened. It was an accident because they were told the house was fireproof and they were testing it. Never buy houses from Jerusalem, the real estate agent. <laughs> no, totally. This is a fireproof house. <laughs> they, they never caught the guy who did it. Rumor has it that when they tried to contact the estranged son, no one could find him. Oh, no. Maybe because he's a time loop. Maybe no, not that he he caused the time loop. He just is a time loop. Yes. Anyway, my boss called and told me this, and I freaked out. Then he asked me to come to the gas station. What are you crazy? I said. But he assured me that the cops were there with him. Then he dropped a bomb. The FBI was also in town, and they were going to talk to me one on one, one way or another. So I might as well come in. It was about seven fifteen, and I wanted to go back to bed, but I figured I wouldn't be able to sleep much more anyway. So I went down. Wow. Uh, Four men in suits greeted me and told me to have seat. Uh, We went over everything two or three times until they they got all the details down. I told them about Jeremy. The security tape last night at work. Everything. Finally, after I finished, one of the the agents said, Ah, Christ, we've got another one on our hands. Then they made me sign a bunch of papers, saying I wouldn't tell anyone about what happened. So I can't say much more. I might be breaking the law just by posting this. So now I'm home, and I'm not sure what to do with myself. The agent's words when I told them that story are going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Anyway, I've got to go. I've got some errands to run today, and then I have to go to work and pick up some tapes. And Austin and I think that this new guy, Jeremy, he's a complete creep. He's stealing motor oil, and I have to watch the security footage to see if I can catch him doing it. Oh, I, shit! <laughs> I have better things to do, but my boss is paying me overtime under the table. And I'm trying to save up for a vacation, so I could really use the money. It should be pretty simple. The oil always goes missing right after his shifts. I figure I'll just watch the tapes, catch him in the act, and that will be that. All right. What a twist! What a twist! So... Uh-huh. So, Jeremy, I'm, okay, Jeremy Jer- is not the source of the time loop. Nope, Jeremy is a walking time loop creator guy and an arsonist. 
apparently. <laughs> we, I feel like the detail about the um, the house fire is kind of a red herring, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that should have just... Well, I guess they needed a reason why... I guess the author needed a reason why is Jeremy stealing motor oh! oil. Oh, oh he's an arsonist. Okay. That oh, just hit me. he soaked the house in oil. Jesus. Oh! That's why the... Mo- oh, fuck. Because he's trapped in a loop... He's burning houses down. He keeps taking oil, no matter what, to burn this house down. But it... Mmm. Oh, it... Mmm. Mmm. Hold on. Wow, okay. Wow. So is this... So Jeremy's, Jeremy's caught in a time loop. He's caught other people in this time loop. I have to imagine Jeremy is somehow causing these things, because that's why he's grinning into the security camera there, because he's he knows what's up. Or right. at least he knows what's up before everybody else does, and he's catching people in this time... He's either leaving people in these time loops, or he's catching them in them, or he's just crazy. Yeah, well, what's great... What's kind of great with this, though, is we don't know. We don't know why he's yeah. doing what he does. We don't know why there's a time loop. It's, we don't know it's why. Exactly, it's exactly what Dead Pallet said, the the handful of explanations thing. Yeah. <clears throat> like there, It seems like we have enough pieces to put this puzzle together, but... But... But there are some errors. Yeah. There are some missing pieces. Oh, I meant uh, he screwed up in a few spots when he was writing the story. Oh. <laughs> no, I... I, thought, I, I, I was I beginning... About halfway through, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to be the dead palette to you guys defending the story, like with that Candle Cove thing, but it seems like you guys kind of like it, too. Actually, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I, I do like this one. Actually, it took me a second to get the motor oil thing, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. so that's actually, that's actually pretty satisfying. It adds an it's a it's not necessarily a fridge horror thing, but the fact that it took me a sec to like get my wrap my head around that. Yeah, just, yeah. And because uh, I'm still because I think I'm, I'm reading into it deeply, trying to figure out what's going on, and I missed. Uh, I kind of ignored a detail, and then the detail came back. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's wow. How? Yeah, no, yeah. All it took was you saying the uh, fire seemed like a red herring, and then I. It was just like, oh, oil, oil. Because <laughs> we were joking. Oh, that house was soaked in oil. That's silly. It's not like there's a gas station nearby or anything that <laughs> someone could just steal oil from while they're in a time loop or whatever. <laughs> Unless, but, and the weird thing, too, is the house burned down in 1993. You must just be burning down a lot of houses by now. That's probably true. Unless, unless Jeremy is a time traveler who moved forward in time to keep stealing oil. So, his, I don't know. Version, his version of the perfect crime is time traveling. <laughs> oh, my perfect crime. Thief. Or it's like Thief. how, Or it's like how in Groundhog Day, if you've seen that Bill Murray movie. Oh, yeah. After yeah. a while, he just starts, like, killing himself because he's so sick of living the same day over and over again. So I guess Jeremy is just so insanely bored with being the only one who knows that time is looping over and over again that now he's going through a phase of just setting fires. 
what if Jeremy is in the house as a kid and he knows he's going to be stuck in this like infinite time loop. So he's trying to go back to before the loop started and kill himself in order to erase himself from his current tortured existence. I don't know. I don't think he'd do it that over and over again. <laughs> well, what if, uh, you know, there's, there's, that, that's the thing. There's a lot of room to just kind of be like, well, what if, and this, that I'm just hypothesizing. It's not based on anything. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be interesting if that was the case? Like, what if, what if Jeremy was like, I've tried so many ways to kill myself. I need to go back to a certain point. Oh, but for some reason, the time loops are not thorough enough for me to like do this thing. And there's, he has to go through this very elaborate method of, of dousing his whole whole house in oil and then setting it on fire. In oh, order to oh, 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 wait. He wasn't in the house. Where th- well, we the don't... report says that he wasn't in the house. He was an estranged son. He wasn't. Well, we don't... How do we know he was the he he is or is not the estranged son? Well, it's just what the police report says. Yeah, that's true. There used to be a house there, but it burned down in 1993. Let me see. I'm reading that part again, trying to kind of. Who wants to do a, the strangest security tape explained video? <laughs> Nick? Nick? <laughs> no, he, he's, Nick's busy. He's working on Nick's, some important Nick's projects. Nick's a busy dude. He's a super busy dude. By the way, congratulations to Nick Nocturne for super exceeding his Patreon goals. Like a oh, yeah. few, like a matter of hours yeah, after super he congrats. launched it. The, the hardest, I'll say it. The hardest yeah. working man in dark media. <laughs> this is very true. He's, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. And I don't mean this as a, as a, a slight at all, but, um, a Nick, I, I know that, uh, and I can't say too much. Nick is a little bit younger than I think most of us here, but he's a, so he's a wunderkind. He's 50. Yes. <laughs> That's cat years, you know? <laughs> He's a cat. Anyway, cats uh, are cats are a good deal younger than most people, but in cat years, he's a lot older. So I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> Is there really much more to say about this one? There's a like I said, there's a few errors in here that I never noticed before, like that kind of silly thing that we laughed about with it was ruled an arson when it was so clearly an arson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and there's a little bit too much describing of his emotions. Well, he's it, it, it kind of it's a decent story, but it feels like he's trying a little too hard. Yeah, I I can agree with you there. I feel like um, I feel like he he's um, breaching a little bit in those places. Our narrator, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. That'll haunt me forever. And I'm like, that comes up a lot in stories. And my yeah, word yeah. to a lot of writers is avoid that unless it seems really really poignant to do so to really describe how some an event has and it's it's also not a wad you want to blow early oh yeah for Um, sure it seems like they kind of do that here um save it till the end before before it even really got to the horrifying part and and no and no end what you just read that happened a lot too oh yeah that was my Um, that was one of my big gripes with no end to be honest i know drew and i were both kind of sitting there going like uh Every time it came up, I rolled my eyes a little bit, you know? But yeah, all in all, if we're doing freshness rating, I'll give this a 3.5. That's pretty generous. Out so, of 10? At, <laughs> at a 5. That's pretty good. <laughs> I would, I, I might actually give it a little higher. I would say, I would say while nothing's blended, I'd say certifiably fresh. 
If Ooh. not in execution, I mean, if not in like style, it's like okay, picture plain spaghetti. Now picture that someone's making plain spaghetti, but they have a decent sauce to put on it. You know, all and right, they have their little, right. their little their little dash that doesn't make it exceptional, but makes it like enjoyable and so people go like so what did you do to make this like you know tasty and you go like ah family recipe you know what i mean i opened a can of spaghetti sauce (laughs) and then i put salt in it there well it's still enjoyable it's still tasty a little bit of basil yeah a little bit bit. i'd say i'd give it about a i'd give it yeah i'll give it about a 3.5 as well i thought this was good i i like this one I'll give it a four out of five because I think it's creative, which is so nice. There's, it doesn't rely on violence. I'm not saying that's necessarily bad for a horror that's, story, but yeah, it, it oh, is. It is refreshing. That is a nope. big plus. Jeremy's face wasn't somehow chopped off of his head. <laughs> <laughs> no one's. Stuck. No one started to do anything. That's that's true. <laughs> Who, but it's too bad we don't know who this is credited to because it's a uh, power before it was deleted. It was a guy who went by Power Hawk Mash. It's been read all over the place. Power uh, Power Hawk Mash. Yes, I like that. It, his real name is Phil Zona. This I uh, this is the first story I ever heard on the No Sleep podcast. And David Cummings really sells it, and it got me hooked on that ever since. Oh, that's good. I um. I think I, 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 wow. You know how relieving it is to read a story that's like actually kind of enjoyable and not because it's like enjoyably bad. Sorry. I'm, I'm reading some of the comments on the Reddit and one of my favorites is, uh, no one noticed the time freeze or whatever it was. I was the only one. And someone responds <laughs> and this is me reading someone's response. At that point, I would have taken someone some advantage, like, Raid everyone's wallets, fuck with people, steal their clothes, and rape a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was only going as far as, say, de-pantsing people because it was hilarious. We're going there's that a, far? There, Oof. There's a horrifying video, uh, movie called Cashback where somebody has the power to freeze time and he starts molesting women. And the really terrifying thing about the movie is it seems to think that's romantic. What? Yeah, oh, Cashback's weird. I've never heard yeah. of this. Uh, that sounds fucked up. What the sh... Ew! I think, it, I think it's based off a short film that got an Academy Award nomination. <laughs> which says a bit about the Academy. Oh my god. Well, I think we already know a fair bit about the Academy and some of their weird tastes so i mean you know i'm not gonna go i'm I'm just gonna let people draw their own conclusions from that statement (laughs) i am not on point tonight i swear he's a anyway uh it's nice to meet you dustin uh you have a creepypasta for us (laughs) (laughs) yeah dustin so maybe this is maybe we'll finally break the cycle here and we'll get We'll get Alan to read a good story. It'd be nice if I could finally read something good. Yeah. You know, the last time we started a story, like, with me saying, oh, this doesn't look so bad, though, I had to eat my words. Maybe, hopefully, I won't have to do that again. Yeah, yeah, you said it, uh, you said it during a Huntsville camping trip. No, I'm aware, I'm aware, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> well played. So, um, should you guys, do you think I should start the recording now? <laughs> this podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.